Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff here from WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. Welcome to podcast episode number 450. So the AR-15 rifle, is it the modern-day musket or a mass-killing murder machine? Well, what if it was simply the best tool to get the job done? And what if even those who want to ban the AR-15 knew the facts about how this weapon is actually a superior weapon for personal defense and yes, even safer than other firearms. Coming up, I have 10 facts about the AR that may just sway some opinions out there. So don't be afraid to share this episode and don't forget to print out this week's one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points so that you can use it as your reference guide for all those future debates that you're going to get tangled up in. Now you'll find this as well as our other podcast cheat sheets waiting for you right now in the special loot locker section of our website. And all you have to do is go to warriorlife.com loot and you can download them all absolutely free. And now let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, what's going on there, Warrior? Jeff Anderson here, warriorlife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. So this week I got an email that was forwarded over to me from our Warrior Support Team, and it was in regard to a survival class that I had recently given. And during the Q&A section there, people were asking me about the best weapons to be able to defend ourselves in situations where there could be civil unrest or it's an SHTF type of event. It was survival purposes. But um, this person that wrote in did not like it that I was praising the AR-15 rifle as a useful weapon when it came to personal defense. In light of the recent active shooter situations or school shootings that have happened in the news and that it was somewhat irresponsible of me to put so much emphasis on the AR-15 as being a positive thing. Now, I don't fault this person at all for, for them writing in and having, even having that opinion because there is so much misinformation out there about the AR-15 rifle for defensive purposes and that it's seen as this assault weapon that should only be used out on military battlefields that most people do not, they're not armed with the facts. And so I thought this would be a really good opportunity to provide some additional facts to people that are out there, whether you are against the AR-15 or whether you're for it, it doesn't really matter, for the purposes of starting this live stream or, or, or this podcast episode. Because I'm going to give you 10 reasons why the AR-15 is actually a superior defensive weapon than a pistol is and why those people that want to ban the assault rifle, the AR-15, the modern sporting rifle, um, why you should look at the reasons why it's actually should be put more on a pedestal. It should be seen more for the advantages that it has rather than the mental health nut jobs that are going out there and taking human life with it. And is there some advantage over the AR, with the AR-15 for those purposes? Yes, but that's always going to be the, that pivot point for us, right? And we can always come back with, well, people that are drunk drivers go out and they kill people all year long. More, more deaths happen because of drunk driving. So do we ban alcohol? Do we ban vehicles out there? So that is always going to be a point that's going to be made on each side and that's not going to sway anybody. But what I want to do is I want to focus in on the tool itself because it's really, that's all that it is. The person that's pulling the trigger is the one that we need to worry the most about. But this tool is actually going to be superior for personal defense. And there's even a few things when it comes to an active shooter situation of why 
for the active shooter, this can be a detriment. There's, there's pros and cons to both of these, right? But I'm going to give you 10 reasons why the AR-15 is a better defensive weapon than the pistol and any other weapon platform that's out there, okay? So number one is going to be that it is more accurate. And just naturally with a longer barrel, it's going to be more accurate. It's going to give more muzzle velocity behind the bullet. It's going to be a straighter direct path that, of course, is more at ranges. That's going to give you uh, more accuracy the farther out that you go. In close quarters, that's mitigated somewhat because you're that close. But most people, even in close quarters, are going to miss their target with a pistol. With a rifle, it's naturally more accurate just by the platform itself. So it has a heavier platform to it, heavier barrel, longer barrel, and it's going to give you more stability to be able to shoot from. It's not gonna be as much muzzle flip as there is with a handgun, which can affect it. So you want just, it is going to be a much more stable platform. Also, it does give me more points of contact. So I have more support for the weapon itself that's gonna limit the recoil just by my holding onto it. And that is going to make it more accurate as well especially when it comes to like follow-up shots. All right, so number one, it is more accurate than the pistol is. Reason number two is that there is a better natural aim to a rifle than there is to a, uh, to a pistol. Now to show this even more, to make this even more profound for those of you that are watching this on the stream, I'm using my preferred weapon of choice, which is my AR-15 pistol, which does not have a brace on it. I have a buffer tube on it instead. But this is just going to, it's going to be not as um, efficient for me as a full-size AR-15 rifle that I can have a full-size stock on it, give me a better contact on my shoulder. But I just want to really like put it to the test and show, okay, I'm going to use my AR-15 pistol to show you why even this is more, more powerful than a pistol is, all right? When we're talking about natural aim, this is something you can test out with yourself. So for the safety briefing, just make sure that you're using weapons where all of the ammo is unloaded, you don't have a magazine in there. You, there's no rounds in the magazine if you're using a training magazine. Um, for everybody that loves to be just really get like safety oriented, make sure that you have no ammo that's in the room, in the house, in your county. Make sure that the ammo is three counties away, all right? But what you wanna do is take and find out where your natural aim is. So you can go and look at a, an object on a wall at a distance. Typically go out 15, 20 feet away from where you're at and look at something like a light switch. And now look at that light switch and now close your eyes and either from low ready or from drawing your pistol, go ahead and put it out there. And when you think that you have that aimed right at that light switch, open up your eyes and see how far off you are. Now with the points of contact that you have, spatially that can be moving left to the right very, very easily. So you're gonna find where your natural point of aim is there from where you think that you're aiming at the target. And with a rifle, go ahead and do the same exact thing. You're gonna find that because you have your hands farther apart, farther apart, spatially, you're gonna be able to better interpret where you're actually aiming the rifle. Now this can be a factor if it's a situation where you get something in your eye or if you wear eyeglasses, you maybe get woken up at night and you're out in your home or they, you get ambushed, your eyeglasses get knocked off, now you get a fuzzy picture. Your natural aim being able to use your other senses that are gonna help your brain to be able to interpret where that target is, and you're gonna have a better natural aim with an AR-15 because of that longer barrel, more points of contact than you would with a pistol, all right? Uh, reason number three that the AR-15 is superior is that it makes up for bad technique. Now, even if you are well-trained with a pistol, 
when, in the uh, adrenaline-fueled chaos of, a, of, of an attack, all, a lot of those factors that you practice out at that static range against a static target in a very relaxed atmosphere, when your adrenaline shoots up, all of those techniques are going to be hindered in some way. So the things that are going to uh, affect you typically are going to be like trigger jerk and anticipation. So this happens a lot. You can even see this out in the range even in training. People will close their eyes and they're, they're kind of anticipating that round going off. They flinch, typically have left down uh, where the rounds are going to hit, like left down of, the, of the, where they're aiming at. So bad technique is going to take that off. Now with a pistol, if your technique is off, if you jerk the trigger, if you anticipate it, that one inch to the left or the right or down or up with that pistol, you're going to hit your target, especially out at ranges, like across the living room or down at the end of the hallway. You have a much higher chance of missing your target than you do with an AR-15 rifle because now I have a more stable platform. So I'm not, you know, jerking the trigger is not that much of a factor. Uh, anticipating doesn't really happen as much because there's not as much of a recoil with it. It's going to, you're not going to really feel it. So you're not anticipating that big bang in your hands. So you're going to have, um, uh, bad technique is going to be taken up a lot more. It's a lot more natural aim, a lot more natural uh, follow through with it, be able to get to the next round, be able to shoot it again. It's, it's just, you're going to be much more accurate with all of those. All right. So that's tip number, or that's reason number three. Now, reason number four has to do with better stopping power. So this is one of the reasons why gun control advocates don't want us to have the AR-15s is because when they are used, and, and let's face it, they are used in combat. We use them out on the battlefield, all right? I carried an, an M16 out in, in combat. And so it is a weapon of war. Sure, it is. But that stopping power is exactly what you need. You want a bad guy to go down as fast as possible. A person that is, even somebody that's mortally wounded, still has another 10 seconds or so where they can fight back. That's somebody who is mortally wounded. Like that one round that did that damage there, if they're going to die from that round, they still have 10 seconds or so to be able to fight back or kill somebody else or injure me or charge at me or whatever. So you've got to make sure that you put that person down as much as possible. Now, the AR-15 has more stopping power to it. If we're looking at a 223, that bullet, although it's a very small bullet, smaller than a 9mm, smaller than a 45, it's a small bullet. But the muzzle velocity from the AR-15 is going to, when that round goes in, it is going to tumble and it is going to do more damage inside the cavity, which is why it has more stopping power to it. Uh, another reason why, you know, another, I guess another point of fact is, you know, a pistol does not have as much stopping power. It is actually not that great of a weapon. I mean, it works, but it's not that as great a weapon against a human-sized target, um, which is why it takes multiple rounds to be able to stop an attacker. It's not like you're John Wick, where you've got ninjas with handguns all around you, and all it takes is like one round, and all of a sudden these people are hitting the floor, and they're motionless. doesn't happen in real life, folks. I can tell you that from experience. So you've got to keep pulling that trigger to be able to put that person down. The AR-15 has more stopping power than a handgun does. Right? Tip number five, or reason number five that the AR-15 is superior, actually goes against the myth that's out there, which is that the AR-15 has way too much overpenetration. So overpenetration, for those people that might not be familiar with it, is basically that when that round hits an object, how far is it going to travel past that object? So if it is, uh, we talk about this in, in terms of home defense. If I've got somebody that's invaded my home, I'm going to go ahead and shoot at them. If I miss them, I've got to be worried about what's beyond that. It could be my, my kids or my grandkids that are in the next room. It could go through the wall that's behind the attacker. It could go and hit somebody that's in that room. I could shoot my own 
my grandchildren in the next room there, okay? It also could go through the attacker and it could go through the next wall. So that's what we're talking about overpenetration. How far is that bullet gonna go past whatever it penetrates? I can tell you with something like a shotgun that has that much force behind it, it's gonna have a lot of overpenetration to it. However, the AR-15, the myth is that it's gonna have massive overpenetration. Actually, tests that have been done have shown that it has less overpenetration even than most handgun calibers that have been tested out there, all right? The reason for that is that that smaller bullet, while it has more muzzle velocity, it's gonna lose muzzle velocity a lot faster because it doesn't have as much mass as a handgun round does. So it's gonna hit, it's gonna tumble, just like we said before, when it hits a, like a person, it's gonna tumble, it could fragment. When that happens, all of those little fragments are gonna lose velocity much faster. So if it hits, goes through sheetrock, by the time it hits that next piece of sheetrock, it's great, like every time, every time it hits something, it's gonna greatly reduce the velocity on that round. Now this can be mitigated even more if you're using either a, a bonded bullet or a fragmentation bullet. Um, that's gonna take it down even more, okay? but less overpenetration with the AR-15, which makes it safer for inside the home use. Okay, all right, uh, that was tip number five. Tip number six here is less recoil. Well, a pistol has a lot of muzzle flip to it because the only thing that's keeping that recoil down, especially coming out of a shorter, shorter barrel uh, weapon, is going to be where your hands are grasping onto the grip here and that you're gonna get natural muzzle flip that's gonna come out of it and then it's gonna come down you gotta aim again or shoot again if you're point shooting and you're gonna have, um, there is a little bit of a delay there with that recoil. So that means you're gonna, you're gonna be more challenged to be able to put more accurate rounds and uh, as, as fast as you need to into the target to be able to stop them because you're gonna need those multiple rounds. With an AR rifle, you don't have that much kick to it, especially with something like a 222 it feels almost like a 22. There's not that much kick to it. Also, and one of the reasons why my AR-15 pistol has a buffer tube on it, that is going to take away a lot of the recoil also. If it's a full-size um, AR-15 with a buffer tube, same thing, it's gonna reduce the, uh, the recoil on it. Now this makes it easier for people to use that even have less hand strength. So it could be somebody like, a, could be a woman or a man, either one with less hand strength, could be elderly, could be children that are defending themselves in a, in a home defense situation, which does happen. So that's gonna make it a much easier platform for somebody to be able to use if they have less hand strength, all right? So that recoil is not gonna be something that's gonna be as much of a factor. All right, reason number seven that the AR-15 is superior is that you can carry more rounds. Now again, this is one of those things which gun control advocates say, why do you need a 30 round magazine or a 100 round magazine or anything like that? Well. The additional rounds are oftentimes needed in any time that you're looking to stop somebody. As I said before, it's going to take multiple rounds to be able to stop an attacker. Are there instances where there's a one-stop shot or you know, like a, a one-shot stop? Yes, there are. Typically, that's going to be a psychological stop. Somebody gets shot, they realize that they've been shot, and they're freaked out that they got shot, and they stop what they were doing. That does not always happen. Sometimes, sometimes people don't even realize that they've been shot and they carry on their attack, not even realizing they've been shot. So you keep firing that weapon until that is no longer a threat. So with the, uh, with the AR-15, having more rounds, having the ability to have a 30 round magazine gives me more rounds. Now the other part of this is that when it comes to home invasion, so for home defense with the AR, a lot of times those, the home invaders are gang related. 
And so you might have two, three, or more people that are invading a home because their goal is to get in there, get as much out of there as possible. If, if they're there because they want people there and they're gonna terrorize people, again, a lot of times that's gonna be multiple invaders that are coming in there. So if I know that it takes multiple rounds to be able to stop one attacker, if I'm facing off against multiple attackers, I'm gonna need as many rounds as I possibly can. If I'm limited to only 10 or 15 because of my handgun, I would much rather have 30 rounds that I can use or even more than that because I just need as many rounds as I need to be able to stop that threat. Why should I be limited by the number of rounds that I have? Now I know in gun control, advocates are talking about like in active shooter situations, it makes it easier for them to be able to fire off more rounds. I'm not gonna say that's not true, but that's, again, we're talking about the platform itself and not the person that's using it, okay? All right, so that is, uh, that's number seven. So number, reason number eight is reliability. So to illustrate this, just went to the range with uh, my daughter and my grandson and a couple of Navy SEAL buddies that I got, and we were doing some, some, uh, some range training out there. We had a private range, and my daughter is, she's super petite. She has her concealed handgun license, but has not been training with it. She just got it. She has a Glock, extremely reliable platform for a handgun. This was the second time that she was shooting it at the range. She took it up there. I wasn't working with her. One of my SEAL buddies was. Got up there. She fired the first round. It jammed the gun. Cleared it. Put another round in there. She fired again. Jammed the gun. Cleared it. Put her back out on the line. Fired it again. Jammed the gun. Why is that? Well, she's very petite. She's got wrists like this, right? Small hands, small wrists. She doesn't have a lot of hand strength. And so she wasn't gripping it hard enough or taming that recoil enough. And so what was happening was she was limp wristing it. And what that is doing is basically, in layman's terms, basically absorbing a lot of that power of using that, the kickback of the slide to be able to, um, be able to chamber that next round. She was absorbing some of that. So it doesn't allow the, 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 the slide to come back far enough to be able to chamber that next round. And so that was what was happening was it was just kind of like gumming up the whole process here with getting another round accurate or actively in there. With an AR-15, you don't have to worry about it. The gun is going to take care of that, all right? Does it, of course it can jam, but typically that's, that's not going to be because you're limp-wristing it. So again, if we're looking at situations where it is a, a child that's defending themselves at home because they're forced to, or somebody with weaker hands, elderly, or somebody who has a smaller stature, um, it's gonna be a much more reliable platform. The AR-15 platform is extremely reliable. So are handguns if, they, if you use them the right way, but this is going to take away that. I know I can put my, my daughter up there on the range and not even tell her, grip it tightly, go ahead and use the uh, air, start pulling off, pulling off rounds, and she's not, gonna, she's not gonna notice it jamming. It's not gonna jam because the weapon is designed to be able to take care of that mostly for her, all right? So that's number eight is reliability. Now, there are some situations where there are some arguments that are made for why there, for school shootings and things like that, and for active shooters, the AR-15 should absolutely be banned for those reasons itself. Now, again, I'm not gonna get into the real issues, which are mental health and things like that. We're just talking about the platform itself. There are actually a few things that make this a little bit easier to, to mitigate those, those risks if it's an AR-15 that an active shooter is using for the purposes of carrying out their shooting. 
Now, this is going to be in areas where they are around other people. So for a school shooting or if it is a situation where it's like a workplace shooting where you have people around you, this is not taking into account that it might be somebody like locked in a hotel room somewhere and shooting down at people in a crowd. This is where people are nearby or it's out, it's out in public. So reason number nine is that it is harder to conceal an AR-15 rifle. So you can see with the size of it that a pistol, I can go ahead and conceal that. I, can, I carry a concealed pistol. Nobody knows that I have it. So I could walk into anywhere that's a public place. Nobody knows I have it. I can pull it out and start shooting instantly before anybody even knows what's going on. With an AR-15 rifle, somebody is going to hopefully notice that somebody has a rifle. You can't just put this down your jeans and walk around with it and, and think that nobody's going to see it. If somebody is, is wearing a large overcoat or something, well, why are they wearing a large overcoat? So there are ways to conceal it, but they're less than with a pistol. So if we are training staff, ad uh, staff administrators in schools, teachers, school security, if we're taking regular precautions out there, even school students should start to really understand if something looks out of place, if somebody's wearing a trench coat, if they're wearing a heavy coat and it's summertime, they're probably wearing something. Or if somebody is coming up into the building, you can see it on cameras, they're not gonna be able to maybe conceal that AR-15. Maybe they think they're just gonna go through a door and start shooting. If they're holding a concealed pistol on their body and you can't see it, well, maybe they can get in a door and start shooting before anybody even knows. The AR-15 is going to be harder to conceal and easier to detect, okay? All right, and finally, reason number 10 has to do with retaining the weapon. Now, most people have heard that a lot of officers have been shot with their own weapon because it gets taken away from them, okay? Well, with an AR-15 rifle, if somebody were using it, if an active shooter is using this and they're firing at people in public, if I've got a pistol, if they're firing a pistol, they're moving that pistol around. Let's say that there is a sheepdog nearby that is maybe is an arm, but is going to go ahead and charge this person and try and grab that weapon and stop this shooter from, from harming anybody else. Trying to grab a pistol, especially one that's, that the, the person that is shooting is, is shooting all over the place. You might be grabbing air if you reach out for that pistol because there's not a lot of room there for you to be able to grab on. There's not a lot of real estate for you to grab onto. If somebody has an AR-15 rifle or something else, a carbine rifle of that kind or whatever they're using, there's more real estate there that somebody can just reach out and grab very, very easily and take that, take that rifle off path where it's not being pointed at somebody. That doesn't mean it can't go off. It doesn't mean somebody can't get shot, but there's a much, much higher chance of somebody being able to grab that and take it out of the fight, at least temporarily. So while somebody might not be able to get it away from them, if somebody else sees that that shooter is all tied up and somebody's trying to wrestle it away from them, it does allow somebody else to come up and try and take that person down also. As opposed to with a pistol, it is easier to get out of having that weapon taken away from you if you have a pistol. I can, I can get that away from somebody easier than I can a rifle, all right? So... It's, um, it's easier to stop somebody, grab onto that rifle and retain that and, and get that rifle away from them than it is from a pistol. Now let's flip that around because if I've got the rifle and I'm trying to use it for home defense and somebody grabs onto it, or if I'm out on the battlefield, somebody grabs onto it, well, okay, didn't I just, you know, now it's being used against me. Now somebody can maybe take that away from me. It makes it easier for them to grab onto. Well, not necessarily because 
Now, I also have the ability to hold on to this. I have more of the weapon to be able to hold on to, more real estate that I can grab onto with both hands and get a solid grip. If a home invader is trying to wrestle this away from me, I have more that I can hold on to. Now, I'm trained and I know how to take this away from somebody that's trying to grab it away from me. I know how to do that. If I have a sling on this, which I wouldn't have on my pistol, but if I have my rifle slinged, I can drop it, get to another weapon, whether it's a knife, whether it's my handgun, I can drop it, um, just let it hang down, and then I can just go ahead and fight back with that. Or I can just retain it and just get it out of the grasp of the person and just continue to fight. Even if I run out of bullets here, I also have a striking tool. Now I can muzzle punch this person, I can use it, I can, uh, I can hit them with my, the buttstock or with this. I, there's a lot of ways I can use this as an impact weapon also, all right? All right, so those are 10 reasons why we should actually be, be putting the AR-15 rifle on a much higher pedestal as a defensive weapon than in, instead of trying to ban this thing. For all of those reasons, it is superior in stopping the bad guys. So the well-trained good guys with this weapon, even an untrained person is going to be better off defensively with this AR-15 than they are going to be with a pistol. So go ahead and I, what I'd like to do is hear from you. So if you're watching this live stream on one of our social media channels like Facebook or Instagram or, or, uh, or YouTube, please go ahead and leave a comment there. If you're listening to the podcast, you can go on over to our website at warriorlifepodcast.com. That'll take you over to our website at warriorlife.com where we have all of our podcasts. You can also grab our cheat sheet there. So it's going to give you these top 10 reasons. You can go ahead and it's all on one handy page. Bring it to Thanksgiving and you know, next time you're active... Your activist uh, sister-in-law brings up gun control table. You can just whip out that handy one-page cheat sheet, and you can go through all the 10 reasons of why the AR-15 is actually superior and should not be banned. All right, so I'd like to hear your comments. Please make them apolitical. This is not a political reason that I'm giving here. This is really more about the reality of why this is a good defensive weapon, the best choice for a defensive weapon, and, and, and backing it up with facts. All right. So go ahead and leave your comments. I'd like to hear about them. And um, until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying, live like a warrior. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.